Thanks for joining me here on the Bare Bones Yoga Podcast, Conversations for Yoga Teachers. My name is Karen Fabian, the founder of Bare Bones Yoga. I'm a yoga teacher and educator, and my goal here is to provide you, the yoga teacher, with interesting, compelling content designed to pique your interest in teaching, help you grow as a teacher, and support you on your path to sharing this wonderful practice with your students. I've been teaching for over 14 years, and through my classes, workshops, online courses, books, and other content, I focus on the anatomy of yoga and how teachers can learn this complex subject and present it to their students in an understandable way, all designed to help them bring more impact to their teaching. Even though we're not in the same room, I want you to envision for each episode that we've sat down for tea in a cozy coffee shop. Some days we'll talk about technical teaching topics. Some days we might have a teacher friend join in on the conversation. And other days we'll face some of the personal challenges that can come up when we take on the journey of a yoga teacher, knowing that the more authentic we can be, the more we can impact others. For more information about my products and programs and to contact me at any time, please visit my website at barebonesyoga.com. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Bare Bones Yoga Podcast, Conversations for Yoga Teachers. This is episode 10, and today I've got a special podcast because we have two guests on. This is going to be an episode that shares inspiring stories as well as anatomy information. And I'm sure you're wondering at this point, how do those two things blend together? Well, you're going to have to stay tuned to find out. So let me start out by saying this. These two guests, whom I'll introduce to you in a moment, are part of my special wellness event coming up in January, my live event called the Bare Bones Yoga Urban Wellness Weekend. And this event is a two-day opportunity for you to practice yoga, meditation, learn myofascial release, hear from expert speakers on different aspects of wellness, eat healthy food, listen to music, hear inspiring stories from the speaker panel, see vendor demos, including the guests on the show today, and more. And it's really going to be, I promise you, a life-changing lineup that's meant to shift your ways of thinking into positive ways and to give you real information, not fluff stuff, and we know fluff stuff is out there, about how to improve your health. So this event is January 12th and 13th in Cambridge, Massachusetts, right next door to Boston. And to sign up, all you need to do is go on my website, right on the homepage, the link is there. And guess what, listeners? Early bird rates apply until December 15th. And for being a podcast listener, you will get $25 off registration. So to get it, all you need to do is email me before you sign up and just tell me you want the podcast listener discount and I'll send you a special link to pay. So I'll reiterate that at the end of the podcast. So what are we gonna cover today? As I said, I'm going to introduce you to some product innovators in the area of yoga. Plank Designs is a company dedicated to improving your practice by giving you access to their trademark yoga mats. We'll hear from their founder and chief evangelist officer today, but lest you think this is a commercial, think again. The story here really lies in the inspiration for creating this kind of product, which lies in the founder's appreciation and knowledge of anatomy, as well as how her approach to practice helps shift the chief evangelist officer's life in amazing directions. So let's get to the next step, which is introducing my guests today, Doreen and Ray from Plank Designs. So Doreen Hing is Plank's founder and chief of, (laughs) I'm going to say this, chief of CRAP, C-R-A-P, also known as the chief of constant recalibration and proactivity. And I I do have to tell you that Doreen has an amazing way with words. So I'm going to read this to you and you're going to be just amazed by the way she kind of poetically pulls all this together. So she has a really cool story. She was trained as a shoe designer and she's a fashionably fierce yoga hype skeptic, which I love because she has a really kind of critical way of looking at things kind of beyond what I think many people just accept as the way it should be. And she's the she classifies herself as the unlikeliest anatomy geek to crack the code for radical sustainability learning and application of mind-body connections. Her industry-defying discoveries through Planck's BAD bad performance mat and method produce quantum leaps of instant ease, levity, and power. 
When she isn't helping others to troubleshoot their physical pain and challenges, you'll find her designing new ways to systemize curiosity and deep learning for humans or perusing recipe books and magazines to transform leftovers. And I definitely want to find out more about that. <laughs> She's currently developing groundbreaking dynamic pain relief and power strategy for um, two special areas, pro athletes and the Kenyan healthcare industry. So that's guest number one, that story. And we're going to meet her in a second. So the next guest, Ray. And Ray, just remind me how you pronounce your last name. Last name is pronounced Shushik. Shizik. Okay. So Ray Shizik is a global executive consultant, entrepreneur, screenwriter, speaker, and an accomplished award-winning imaginative technology futurist who has repeatedly taken his ideas from vision to operational success in many different areas, healthcare, finance, insurance, education, many, many areas. He has dedicated over four decades of experience in managing sensitive and proprietary programs for big Fortune 100 companies and has years of experience consulting and managing outsource teams, specializing in information and viral technology solutions. Ray has worked as a professional sports consultant and has worked with notable teams, including here in Boston, our New England Patriots, <laughs> and players and alumni from the Boston Red Sox, the world champion Boston Red Sox, and professional tennis and golf clients, among others. And he is Plank's chief evangelist officer, which is a title I just I just love. So listeners, I want to start you off with an idea before we get into the conversation between the three of us. And I want you to kind of put on your visionary hat here. This is an idea that's really central to the understanding of anatomy and biomechanics and certainly a huge part of yoga practice and teaching. That is the idea of foundation. And I want you to close your eyes, if you can, and imagine the feeling of your feet grounding down into your yoga mat. Think about how important it is to your practice that you feel grounded and have the ability to connect to your feet. Now, as a teacher, I want you to think about the cues you give that help people connect to their feet? What kinds of cues do you use? What impact does helping people connect to their foundation have? This is really the inspiration behind this conversation. So I want you to just keep that in mind as we talk today. So now we're gonna dive into the Q&A. So first, I wanna say hello and welcome to Doreen and Ray. Welcome. Thanks to, for your invite. Hi, it's great to be here. Great to be here. Yes, yes. So that was a little bit of a long intro. So I appreciate you giving me an opportunity to to share with our listeners your background, which is both of you have very, very interesting, cool backgrounds. So let's kind of go. Let me start with you, Doreen. Let's give me a sense here of from your personal practice how the awareness of anatomy and alignment has helped your personal practice grow? Um, so when I first started to do yoga, I was not even aware that anatomy even mattered, um, excuse the pun. Um, but um, but I desired, you know, I, I became aware of anatomy um, more out of um, need versus desire and passion to grow my yoga practice. Mm -hmm. I really started to study anatomy um, more because I developed a yoga mat that worked differently um, and I wanted to be able to teach this and explain this to yoga instructors mm -hmm. because they didn't seem to understand why they wanted a mat that made your feet have to work harder or your hands have to, uh, to be more um, fully grounded, etc. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's uh, that's basically where I started to get really um, interested in in anatomy, and it just um, has enabled me to go to yoga class now and really seeing it as a lesson mm -hmm. um, instead of you know, a fitness class where I jump around the yoga mat and do some cool sequences. And right, sweat. right. I really do go to yoga class to hear the cues and see how it helps me um, create these interesting shapes and how I can bring more ease to them to, mm -hmm. um, and how that ease um, is so is so important 
not just for the yoga pose, but it's when I take it, when I show people how to take it off the mat and sustain it off the mat for, for maybe one hour, maybe five minutes longer, hopefully 23 out, other hours of the day. Right. That's my goal. Um, right. Right. And I think it's the goal of most yoga instructors. But um, so for me, you know, um, that's, that's basically um, how I use yoga to help. I mean, how I use anatomy to enhance my yoga practice. Mm -hmm. And, and I really, for me, anatomy is important for all physical activities. And yoga is the tool. Right, right. To to showcase how anatomy works with everything. Right, right. And I love that too, because, you know, my podcast is geared towards yoga teachers. And here you're talking from the perspective of the student who appreciates anatomy. So I think this is really helpful for teachers to hear, because we don't often get the feedback from the students in the class verbally. So now it's like we're hearing you talk about I like to hear anatomically based cues because this and this and this and and that to me just listening to it I mean it makes me think there's a whole other area of content that's about having students give feedback to teachers verbally about this is what I like this is what I don't like this is what's helpful so I really appreciate your perspective so Ray tell us from your point of view because I remember when we had our pre-interview call or pre-podcast call weeks ago you had shared your personal story but I don't know kind of how you want to weave that in but share a little bit about how awareness of anatomy and alignment has helped your physicality your yoga practice what comes up for you in terms of that well first of all the way Doreen introduced the concepts to me with her cues and she has a unique way to really make you curious by sharing different comparisons of what is a lazy foot what is a grounded foot Uh, you know she has this concept called aha which is a god-awful foot versus a habitual foot or feet or walking, as well as an anatomical correct motion. So as an athlete, that was one of the first times in my life. And I've had you know some phenomenal trainers. I've been around Hall of Fame coaches and now players. So wait, let me really just resonate. let me just jump in here for one sec, just for the listeners, because I know, but they won't understand the context. So just tell them a little bit about how you played professional basketball, but then you met Doreen and she was working with you from a yoga perspective. Oh. Give me that. Well, years back, yeah, years back, I had a cup, cup of coffee uh, preseason with a professional basketball team. Uh, tore my knee up when a, a large man fell on me, <laughs> and uh, that that was the name of the, uh, my. Uh, ABA career, so uh, it wasn't uh, of any longevity or notoriety, uh, but again, it made the show, so that was interesting, but I had a passion for basketball, I had a passion for coaching, which I uh, took to my daughters and others uh, across New England, and I wound up uh, recently, about uh, maybe seven or eight years ago, coaching internationally in a country called Oman, which mm-hmm. is in the Middle East, mm-hmm. and what wound up happening with uh, Doreen, uh, uh, I had a bout of cancer, and mm-hmm. I've been fighting cancer for the last uh, uh, four four years or so, and it's been pretty traumatic. Mm-hmm. And I was basically laying around doing nothing. We were trying to resurrect a basketball program here in, in Boston to give to the inner city uh, outreach communities, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our expertise with coaching, technique, and also life skills. Mm-hmm. And Doreen was introduced as a person who had this revolutionary new performance management technique. And I said, wow, that seems interesting. Mm-hmm. And after spending just five minutes with Doreen, in terms of, uh, I told her I had a knee injury and what happened, uh, she told me about uh, really grounding my feet and strengthening uh, my feet and my hands, mm-hmm. using that as a base, mm-hmm. uh, doing yoga, yoga uh, techniques, and then uh, aligning joints, muscle tissues, connective tissues, mm-hmm. ligaments, mm-hmm. all the way up to have a kinetic chain in the leg. And that was the first time in my life I actually felt a difference. I felt strong. I felt protected. Mm-hmm. And it made a lot of sense. And then she translated that uh, in, into other areas. Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, when she started talking about anatomy, when, when coaches train you in modalities, uh, whether it's strength training or 
resistance training, uh, even techniques. That we don't get into the, you know, biomechanics of all these, you know, finite details. And we just go through the motions, want to get through them so we can play our game. Right. But, but what Doreen was able to do is make me curious about, wow, there's something that's notable that's different, and I feel it, and I felt it immediately, and I wanted more. Right. So uh, that actually got me from being sedentary with all the uh, surgeries I had with all the medications, and I started doing chair yoga. Mm -hmm. I was intimidated at first, just the modality and the motions, but uh, I got comfortable, and now I'm using not only the yoga, but it's a place for me where I can get on the mat and I can focus on my body's alignment, Mm -hmm. how it moves together in concert with my breathing, Mm -hmm. with organ manipulation. Mm -hmm. And I have this focus um, that I also apply for my wellness training, Mm -hmm. that I have two hours a day where I am just focused on me. Wow. Nothing else matters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I am trying to really align my entire body and calibrate it to really get me into a peak performance and optimal state. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's how, how I've used to arrange techniques mm-hmm. to really enhance my life, reduce pain, and strengthen uh, muscles and joints. So now I'm a functioning person again. That's amazing. And you know, Doreen, just in listening to him, you mm-hmm. like your heart must just like swell with so much like love and just appreciation for just not only the practice, but that you've shared this process with him. And and I can certainly say as an anatomy teacher, listening to him talk and using all these like really great words around anatomy and biomechanics and in a really meaningful way. I mean, it really says to me that you've really passed this information on to him and it's super accurate and grounded in all the just fundamental things, uh, pieces of anatomy. So I just, I just want to acknowledge you for that. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, I'm a product designer and a really big skeptic Mm -hmm. and I really want people to just get the physical benefits of yoga, the instant, like people don't, I even, I don't believe how it was just surprised me how instant the, uh, the benefits are. And, um, and so I, I, you know, I have been very deliberate in the language that I use and, um, just, yeah, it's, it's a pain in the ass for people. (laughs) Um, But I think you appreciate being accurate and being factual and 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 I think that really comes through. And since you're working with Ray and you've kind of introduced him to this content, I think that in in my listening to him, it's very apparent that it's all right on point. So let's kind of shift just a little bit. I'm actually I know I shared with you some questions beforehand. I'm going to skip over the second question. I'm going to go right to the third question. We might come back to that second one. So Doreen, let's just kind of this is a nice transition to this next part about how you've taken your passion for yoga and all of what we're talking about, kind of the inspiration behind it and created a business around it. So I want you to have an opportunity to share a little bit about what you do and then Ray can talk about his involvement in Plank Designs and what the mission of the company is. Okay, so so I just, so I originally designed, developed Plank to be a high-end yoga accessory line and um and i had no intention i you know like i said i was a yoga skeptic i just wanted cool gear to take to and from the yoga studio (laughs) which still is important i want to say still important well it's still important to me i mean when i told ray what um yeah when you think of plank i want you to think of um, mark jacob (laughs) times Patagonia yes. times Ricky Gervais. Those are, <laughs> those are like, this is the core of Plank and the yes, product line yes. and quality and the innovation I want, but I want that quirky raw <laughs> edge of Ricky. Right, <laughs> so, right. I don't think he's ever going to do yoga, but if you can somehow get him converted, I would love to see that. 
Yes. <laughs> it will be all me. Yes, yes. The last time but, I saw um, him on a talk show, he was talking about uh, death. So I think he was a far, away, <laughs> far cry away from inspirational content. But okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So you wanted the cool gear. Yeah, I wanted the cool gear. But and as I, you know, and I, you know, I did pretty okay selling cool gear into the places that I want to. And then I placed, um, and I had this uh, this order in at the factory, and um, and I the and when when the fact when the factory was about to ship the order, I got a phone call as I was coming out of a Matthew Sanford um, yoga workshop. Oh, wow. that my um, whole inventory had been burnt down in a factory <gasps> fire, and so um, and so yeah, so wow, I'd just gone to this amazing workshop right. with Matthew Sanford, which was all about grounding. You know, it was about from a paraplegic who showed us able-bodied people how to use our feet and grounding. So the irony of the story is just like even more um, um, crazy or I'm not sure what the uh, word is. And so my factory... Um, Instead of, you know, it's a small order, it's a big order for me, but for them it was a small order. Mm-hmm. Um, they're Buddhist, and so, you know, they could have returned my money, you know, because they, they had tons of orders that had been burnt down. They could have returned my money and said, you know, bye-bye, go find somebody else. But they ha- they promised me that they would, you know, find a way to make the yoga mats again. And so in that process, um, we had to use third party manufacturers and to, you know, to protect the imagery, which I wanted on the yoga mat, they presented a couple of different surfaces mm-hmm. and one of them being the heat activated traction. Hmm. And I just really liked when they presented it to me, um, they said, you know, you're going to have to work a little bit harder. It makes you work a little bit harder. And I was like, let me try it in mm. in classes and see if I liked it. And I had a predominantly um, hot yoga practice right. Right. at the time, a Baptiste yoga practice. Right. So, you know, a mat that need that was slippy to instantly touch, but needed to be warmed up to create heat, warmed up to create traction. Mm doesn't seem like it would be a great map for a hot yoga class mm. but I actually loved it because I was constantly from the very beginning of class thinking about connecting all of my hands and feet mm. to the yoga mat so mm. I was all you know I you know I was already thinking about that before the yoga instructor even started to talk about it right and if you actually think to yourself as a yoga instructor how often you reference grounding right you don't reference it that much mm. So when they did, I'm like already grounded, like, you know, broad and deeply expansive contact to the yoga mat. Mm. And then she says, you know, ground your feet. And then I go even, I press in even more and I'm like super psyched. And I think all yoga instructors are going to love this. Right. You know, and they don't. Interesting. (laughs) And they don't because they, you know, they, you know, I think they do now a bit more as I've uh, started to share it but at the time I didn't sh- I just kind of subtly mentioned it mm. thinking that people would get it um, so as a result um, um, instructor when I would speak one-on-one with instructors or individuals and I explained um, you know when you you start to slide and you feel bad you know you need to bat you know you need to you know, go broad and deep right. with your hands or foot contact. And the moment you go broad and deep, you stop instantly. Right, and right. So, um, and so that became an acronym that I used. And it became oh, BAD sort of like, is broad and deep. Interesting. Yeah. And yeah. it became, you know, because I'm all about finding solutions in moments of challenge. Right, So that right. you can inst- have an instant tool. Right. And so I developed. So from there, I started to develop workshops, and from there, from those workshops, I started to develop a whole system to help people really get the most out of the yoga mat, and then apply that to physical activities. Right. And 
and uh, and so so I sometimes I forget to talk about the yoga mat. Right. Well, I can tell you too from my perspective as a teacher. I mean, there are many times I'll be te- I'll be checking people in or helping the person who's checking in and standing by the room, the studio room, and I'll see what I absolutely know is a new student walk into the studio with a big, thick exercise mat. And as soon as they come up to the desk, I'll say to them, that looks great. I'm just going to make a suggestion that you use a yoga mat instead of that. And it's interesting that sometimes people are really attached, like, and, I, and I've really kind of tried to hone the way I say it. I don't want to give them the impression that what they brought is, is incorrect or bad, but just giving them an idea that what they've brought is really for exercising um, not for yoga, and that it's really going to hamper their ability to balance on one leg without ankle instability to do all the things you're talking about. And so regardless of, you know, of course, we're talking about your mats, but regardless of, you know, kind of the actual mat itself, whatever is on the ground is so important, whatever you're practicing on is so important to how well you're able to connect and the connection is so critical to the practice. So that's one observation I've made that um, I think relates to what you're talking about. So, Ray, what? give us your point of view. Like, what is your kind of connection here from the business side? Oh, well, uh, I think if you heard the term chief cook and bottle washer in a lot of <laughs> industries, yeah, uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But, uh, you know, when I, when I met Doreen, uh, I became her loudest and most vocal uh, cheerleader and advocate yeah. for what she has. Because uh, I actually uh, just looked at it from a coaching perspective. Uh, and, and you take any sport, whether it's you know a, a yoga practice or a basketball practice or baseball, it all starts with fundamentals. Yeah. And if your fundamentals are flawed uh, from the beginning, and then you learn to compensate and you achieve some modicum of success, Yeah then what's going to happen? That's going to be ingrained in your day-to-day. And are you going to be able to take it to the next level, to the next level, and achieve consistently with mechanical idiosyncrasies? Mm. So my thought was, if we could actually have a mat that can really teach the grounding, teach the benefits of proper anchoring, proper techniques, uh, strength and performance, I said, what an advantage this would be. So uh, I said, what I'd like to be able to do is go on this uh, expedition, uh, partly in terms of education Mm. and a re-education of studios, practices, uh, yogis, to talk to them about if you had an opportunity to do it all over again, Mm. what would you say about the core essential element in yoga Mm. that gives you that foundation? And Mm. that's the mat. Yeah. Would you look at something like this that instinctively provides that element of correction Mm. and efficiency from the start? Yeah. And to me, it's, well, yeah, probably, probably would make sense. Yeah. So you're kind of getting the word out. Yeah. And uh, I'm also trying to do it in different ways Mm. where, you know, people think of yoga some, you know, my limited experience has been, uh, Oh yeah, yoga. That, that's the thing you do to, uh, do to stretch, right? right? Well, right. no, it's more than stretching, right? You know, and and it's mind body experience, right? But if we can teach that and transcend that into other sports, I know, uh, you know, in in professional football, we're working with some individuals. I can't name names right now, and right? They don't exist, but uh, they're deriving benefit right. immediately, right? From these techniques. Right. And they're coming back quicker from injury. Right. And they're also uh, strengthening uh, their entire units, whether it's a leg, hips, shoulders, and being able to get back into the game faster. So I'm looking at it from that perspective. Mm -hmm. On top of setting up different channels for our distributors and our partners. Yeah. uh, Really to go after and develop a consistent uh, run, uh, run rate and screen. But the real passion I have is for what I'll call the innovation and professional services that Doreen is bringing to the table, which gives you extraordinary results. Right. Which it's it's totally mind-blowing. And unless you experience it, you're not going to believe it. Right, right. I think the interesting thing, too, that I want to call out, especially because uh, there are a lot of teachers that listen to my podcast, is your 
comment before about yoga is not just about stretching. And I think for the teachers out there listening, that's often what brings people to our classes is that there still is um, this perception that yoga is just about flexibility, being more flexible. And when you look at things anatomically, you start to appreciate that a healthy body needs to have balance. And so you have, you know, maybe on one side of things, someone who's got a large amount of you know, uh, uh, focusing more on strength, right? So a, a, a number of big muscles that are very strong and very high on a contractibility standpoint. And then you've got somebody else, maybe a dancer who's got a, a you know, kind of high end on the scale of flexibility. And then what we're really trying to do in yoga is move people more in the middle. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that there's a healthy balance. I mean, exactly. And so I think that is definitely something that you were alluding to I just wanted to call that out just to kind of again um, you know here on the podcast because there are teachers listening and I haven't yet had people on who can really speak to things from the perspective of a practitioner you know because we've been mm-hmm. mainly talking from the teacher kind of point of view I think it's so cool to hear both of you talk about things from the practitioner side of things is you know this is something that I'm realizing and that again I think relates to how we can be cueing go ahead Doreen and my my goal is like I really didn't want to develop my system which I call anatomical intelligence I wish somebody else had developed it because I just want to go to class and hear all these cues and be reminded myself you know to you know to you know when I say um, broaden and deepen the back shoulders you know most people just say you know level your shoulders or something like that but when I say broaden and deepen there's a whole there's much more going on than just the leveling. There's right. like muscle engagement. There's organs that have been moved. There's, you right. know, there's more um, breath flow. And I point all this stuff out in a way that um, I want to be curious. You know, I point it out to Ray and others in a way to help them be curious. But I want the instructors to make me curious about what is actually going on internally in my body. Right. And I'm having to do that myself. And so that's why... I, you know, not, there aren't many instructors, you know, who do, do that on a, and I guess that comes with experience and blah, blah, yeah. blah, and, and feeling confident. Right. And it really is, comes with the knowledge. And I think you and I have talked about this and my whole kind of mission is to give teachers the confidence, but to start with giving them the knowledge in anatomy <clears throat> so that they can confidently and accurately share cues that are anatomically based, like the ones you're talking about, which are more than just kind of the fluff phrases that are overused and overused and overused, and unfortunately used often by teachers who don't really understand them anyway. Yeah. And so I think and- you're, you're kind of like my target market when it comes to like a, a, a student, someone who mm-hmm. really wants to be curious or someone who is curious and wants to hear cues that spark that curiosity. Yeah. And that's, and that's basically before I was the chief of crap, I was the chief <laughs> of curiosity. I'm actually more curious about when things are crap yeah. and finding tools for that. Yeah. So, yeah. So. I hear you. I hear you. Ray, what were you going to say? Yeah, uh, well, I like to keep it with that theme of crap because when I had <laughs> when I had cancer and going through the myriad of things I went through, I felt terrible. Yeah, I had no energy. Yeah. Uh, you know, muscle mass is gone. Uh, all kinds of things. But what was interesting, I think there's another dimension and extension to a traditional yoga practice that if they learn that anatomical intelligence, now you can transcend using the same techniques but also applying them to physical pain and pain management Mm. that was the thing that blew my mind Mm. the same things that i'm doing to strengthening uh, my legs to grounding my feet it's providing significant pain relief for me yeah so you're saying more than just way of looking at more than just on the mat right but again even the techniques on the mat than taking them over mm. uh, into a day-to-day environment. Right. You know, I, 
I completely do my wash differently now. Right. I do a certain stretching technique from the washing machine to the dryer. Wow. From the dishwasher to the, uh, to the cupboard. And these things help. I'm aware. I'm 24 by 7 into yeah. this. Yeah. And if I start to feel a pain or an ache or a twinge, I dig a little deeper. And yeah. I'm saying, okay, what would Doreen do? Yeah. So then I go through my checklist and say, okay, let's start applying some of those techniques. Also, applying spinal breaths and breathing yeah. from that wellness perspective. It's amazing. Yeah. It, it really, it, it, of anything I've done athletically, physically, this absolutely rocked my world. Yeah. It no, I love that. Mind. And I think that, again, it's hearing you know, both of you speak from the perspective of the practitioner that I think for me as a teacher, and I hope for my teacher listeners, will really start to get their minds thinking about, you know, this is this is part of how we can help transform people or shift people into better health by virtue of sharing anatomy cues. It's not about trying to act smart. It's not about trying to say things that are like complex. It's it's really in a lot of ways taking the complexity of anatomy and making it understandable so that it is something that, as you say, you're literally like, you know, lunging your way from the kitchen sink to your washer because you've got this awareness now that is built into your nervous system and it's not just like you're in yoga class and you leave and you feel great and then three hours later you're like oh my back hurts you're constantly kind of integrating these techniques into your lifestyle and that's really as a yoga teacher I I think it's certainly what I want to see I want to see that curiosity spark long-term change in my students yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and the thing for me is that off the yoga mat is, you know, those exercises, you don't go around, you know, lunging <laughs> all day long. Or so, like I have knee flexion issues from uh, ACL. I'm not going to go around sort of like doing knee flexion ac- exercises. Yeah. But what, what, how can I be working my knee without everyone knowing I'm yeah. working my knee? I'm just, and it's uninterrupted hidden exercises. I call them um, micro internal stretching. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm constantly finding ways to uh, stretch the joints or the or the area around the organs without anyone really knowing I'm doing anything um, as I'm standing here or sitting here talking to you. And I love that Ray uses it to the same tools to do his laundry and just it makes it makes doing the laundry a lot more fun than just doing the laundry yeah and you know doing the laundry is like the perfect it's always used in like zen uh writing as like do this as if you were doing laundry or washing dishes like those two activities (laughs) yeah they're always kind of used as um metaphors for you know when you're in a moment of challenge can you have your face look like you're just folding laundry or doing the dishes like something that's repetitive and something that you know can just kind of get you in the zone and you're just doing it you know in a very calm way so i think that that's nice that he he talked about that so let's talk a little bit about you know and and you've both kind of shared some of these and i just want to give you an opportunity i mean if if anything comes to mind any particular stories you know from your path as you've worked with different people that might stand out in your mind similar to maybe what you both have shared well so for me I'll just fill in the gap Um, I mean I have so many stories and there's so many people have told me stories and of you know uh, extraordinary performance or healing that you know the list is it's, you know, I, can't, I could go on, but the, um, the story that I do would want to tell is when um, Matthew Sanford, when my factory burned down, mm-hmm. um, and I was at a workshop for Matthew, by Matthew Sanford, and if there are yoga instructors listening, I would think a lot of you would know Matthew Sanford, who is yeah. a, a, a paraplegic Iyengar instructor. And um, I went to his class um, um, because my daughter has baseline CP, cerebral palsy, and I wanted to see if he had some information that I could use for her. Mm-hmm. And I and I was just beginning to 
uh, understand Iyengar. I, it was, you know, as well as uh, um, Tukas. And um, I went to his class and I was blown away with how much a paraplegic yoga instructor knew about um, grounding and how the ground could affect poses and um, and just how our body um, operates differently mm-hmm. by using ground force energy or the grounding or the shapes in the negative shapes and all this sort of stuff. I was blown away, but the um, so that was huge. But what really blew me away was when um, when he asked uh, he brought in um, a quadriplegic um, patient um, and asked her to use his the same te- grounding techniques mm-hmm. to um, to push her her feet which haven't been active and haven't he's that you know they she doesn't think to send messages to mm-hmm. because they're inactive and her legs are dead so mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. send messages why tell my feet to do anything yeah. and um, and he asked her to push her feet you know the whole sole of her foot into her, the pedals of her wheelchair hmm. she did that and she went from slumped to sitting up hmm. all by herself hmm. and she'd never moved by herself you know she can't move by herself no one, and so we all just she cried we cried it was just so wow. you know it was just so powerful and to see and what that meant for her was that she could help her caregivers she could lean in to her caregivers instead of them you know being slumped and having right. to lift from a dead weight and that's what Matthew Sanford is all about in terms of like providing information to help caregivers mm-hmm. um, and so what happened then the next day when I um, apart from the fire <laughs> learning about the fire burning I had to go on with life I, I uh, was taking my daughter to um, PT and we have to climb a really long stairway and I'm walking behind her using every single cue I know to help her walk up the stairs but she walks up the stairs one step at a time you know it's like very slow and I'm behind her and my eyes are rolling and I'm (laughs) trying my best to be a positive mum and You know, give her, you know, help her walk up the stairs, and I'm getting really frustrated because this step. We're obviously I'm late as well, so mm-hmm. I'm trying. And and as I'm behind her, and she's not doing all the regular PT instructions that I know to help her walk up the stairs, I feel the ground force energy that Matthew Sanford had just taught us the day before, and how pushing our foot into the ground creates lift in the opposite leg. And mm. I was like. And I felt that, and so I just said to Molly, push that step down. And then she pushed the step down, and her other leg went up. And then we just went, I just went, push, push, push. And she went up, up, up. And hmm. we went upstairs. Yeah, it was so instantly easy. Hmm. And she climbed the stairs like a normal four-year-old, alternate steps. And she had the big beam on her face. She didn't know what she'd done. Hmm. But... I knew that was, you know, and so I went to recount this to the PT instructor who I knew had a yoga practice and she went, oh, that's cool. <laughs> like, oh no. Yeah. If it doesn't come from her wheelhouse, maybe it's not gonna. And I, yeah. And I was hoping that the rest of class, she would sort of like reference when I explained it, what I'd done, yeah. she would reference the foot or, or grounding or, you know, but she didn't. Yeah. But it does speak to, I think that is kind of unfortunate, but it does speak to, I think the multidisciplinary approach and how, how wonderful it is that you have the yoga and anatomy background. So you'll be able to share that with her and she'll get kind of the more traditional biomechanical physical therapy from, from that person. Yeah. So Ray, anything that stands out in your mind? I know, I mean, your personal story is so, but go ahead. Anything? Yes. Yeah. I, I just have to go back and, uh, you know, uh, I was at a, at a real dark place uh, for my 63rd birthday in July. Mm-hmm. You know, I had, uh, I'm looking ahead and saying, man, is this all there is to life after 
you know, all the cool things I've done. Now I'm relegated to somebody, you know, who's had cancer, you know, five or six surgeries. They carved me up and removed my, you know, essence of being. They're mm-hmm. giving me hormonal medications, which are weakening my uh, bones, uh, my bone density, yeah. uh, my muscle mass is depleting. And, and I'm looking, I'm saying, I, I, I'm personally, I don't want to make it another year if this is what living is all about. Mm. I used to be vibrant, but this, I can't go on this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had left over about 20 oxys from my surgery and a nice bottle of Italian Barola. And I made a vow that if things didn't change by next year, this would be my 64th birthday present to myself, and that would be it. Wow. So, you know, and, and that's coming from a guy who, you know, you know, did anything he wanted to do in, in any sports. Uh, even in my 40s, I played goalkeeper in Italy, mm-hmm. uh, playing soccer professional, you know, semi-professional mm-hmm. industrial teams. Mm-hmm. So it, it was interesting to now have your life put on hold. Yeah. You know, you're, you're carved up, you're taking medications to counter medications, to counter right. other medications. Right. And it was just a very bleak. Uh, and I also had incontinence issues. Mm. So that isolated my lip in a beautiful place in Hull on an island. But that was my jail yeah. because I couldn't get off the island. I didn't want to go out. I felt insecure and uncomfortable. So when I met Doreen, you know, I was skeptical, just like she was with yoga. I said, okay, yeah, what's this little Asian gal going to teach me about, you know, mechanics and performance and sports? How she's going to help me? And lo and behold, she did. In, in a matter of five minutes in one session, she taught me about my breathing to get more energy. Then we went through a walking uh, a clinic where I lumbered and I, you know, once I did decide to get off my butt, I lumbered and, you know, did my two-mile circuit climbing up a 150-mile, 150-foot uh, hill coming home. Exhausted, but I did that in about uh, 13 and a half minutes a mile. Just a week after Doreen taught me new mechanics and motions with the foot, with the grounding, there was a levity. There was a gliding aspect. I was able to lift my heart. I was able to breathe mm. using spinal breaths. It was no more effort. Instead of looking at the tar and the dead squirrels on the road, I was looking at everything around me. Yeah. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then my endurance went from two miles to four miles to six miles to eight miles. And my time went down to nine minutes and 48 seconds. I said, okay, this is that aha moment. This is what I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. And that gave me the confidence and courage to really step out and start to get social again, uh, starting to get off the island, go into Boston, and then going and I developing the partnership to work towards this goal to help others. Mm-hmm. And that's my story. Yeah. I'm sticking to it. That's amazing. I mean, I think the other, I think there's so many things about what you just walked through with us um, that hit me. But one thing, just again, and kind of relating it to the context of all that we're sharing this in, this kind of idea of anatomy and yoga practice, is, you know, sometimes I know as I shifted my teaching to anatomy-focused teaching, I I at one point started to worry that I was going to lose my connection with my students to spirit. And I think what you just described really... I eventually stopped worrying about that because I knew in my head that through the physicality, there was a pathway. It's one of the pathways to spirit. And I think exactly what you just described really just gelled that in my head is that through the sharing of anatomically based cues and information, the physicality led you to open your heart, open your mind and, and really shift your way of being. Oh, and the whole wellness, the oneness, the integration of mind, body, soul. Yeah. When I'm doing these exercises and even the walking, I am in the moment. I am not distracted. I yeah. am one, not only with myself, but with everything out there. Other yeah. people, the environment, spiritually. It's just an amazing journey, and that was something I never had the opportunity to experience before I met Doreen. And she has this term. That movement is medicine. Yeah. And let me tell you, 
I'd like to throw away all my chemo pills because yeah. I tell you what she put me through. Yeah. Uh, you, you can't pay for this. You yeah. can't buy this in a bottle. You can't buy it in the store. Yeah. No, I, I, I love it. And I really appreciate you sharing something that's so personal. And again, I just acknowledge Doreen and, and how great that you met her and were able to, you know, kind of learn from her and really shift things. Um, our, all right. So, you know, I we could do this for hours. And, mm-hmm. and I just want to tell our listeners, too, you know, when we first had our first conversation, I mean, I've known Doreen for years, um, although we just recently reconnected around, I wanted to have them be part of um, my live event on wellness. And when we had our initial conversation uh, off air, we talked for a while. And, you know, here we are on air having this conversation, which, you know, again, is just kind of we could go on and on. And I think all of us together, we kind of acknowledge that. So I want to just say we're, we're kind of just putting a little bookmark <laughs> in this conversation for now. And I also want to say that, too, because. Again, um, you both are going to be at the live event, the Urban Wellness Weekend, and you're going to have uh, a slot in the two-day event on Saturday where you'll be meeting the attendees, you'll be sharing information uh, like this in a a specific demo. So I want to just let people know that... As you're listening to this, Ray, uh, and if you're kind of thinking, wow, this is just really just so cool and just so interesting, and I want to meet these folks in person, the good news is you can. You can come to the live event January 12th and 13th, and they will be there on Saturday and, um, and doing a demo. So let's just kind of a few things before we wrap up. So first thing is we want to hear from you. You're listening to this podcast. We want to hear what you think. So you can just, you know, put a comment on the on the website as you're listening to the podcast. You can comment on iTunes, which is great because if you do that, it bumps up the visibility of the podcast and we'll get it out to more listeners. So if you like it, put some information on there. If you've got questions, we would love to have some back and forth dialogue. So please feel free to put a comment. And um, I also want to just reiterate what I said at the beginning. You're listening to this podcast. You're thinking, I definitely am interested in learning more about the Urban Wellness Weekend. All you have to do is go to my website, which is barebonesyoga.com, B-A-R-E, barebonesyoga.com and right there on the homepage you can click the invite and read all about the agenda you'll see plank designs is on there and you'll be able to read more about them and sign up now remember again don't sign up via that link because you're going to want a $25 discount and just email me right off the website just go to the contact page send me a note I want the $25 podcast listener discount and I'll send you a separate way to pay so I want to just end it here. I mean, I don't because I would love to just continue this. But I want to thank you both so, so much. Doreen, namaste. Thank you. Thank Thank you. 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 And Ray, namaste to you. Thank you so much. Namaste. Yeah, and thank we, you. It's been my pleasure. Oh, for sure, for sure. Mine too. And and thank you so much to both of you. We'll end it here and we'll pick it up again when we're live and in person at the Urban Wellness Weekend. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye, guys. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.